one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music, where tonight I, Jason, am sitting with my friend Mike. Say what's up, Mike. What's up, Jason? And Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Hello, Jason. Hello, listeners. What's going on, boys? How are we doing today? Doing great. Doing well. It's been a while. It has been a little while. We haven't recorded together in maybe a few months even. I think almost two months. Yeah. Wow, so it's good to be crazy. back. Yeah, it is good. Um, tonight, we're going to do something which is a topic that Kevin came up with, which I thought was brilliant, and I didn't even think of it as a topic until you had brought it up. So before we get to that, and I'm going to have you kind of talk about why you thought of it and how you thought of it and where it came from and everything, let's do the songs that we're listening to now with the segment that we like to do called This Is My Jam. And if you don't mind, I'm going to go first. Sounds good. All right. This is a song that I've always liked from an artist that I think is underappreciated and I think eventually deserves his own podcast. I'm wondering what you guys know about him. This is called Move It On Over from 1978. This is George Thorogood. I come in last night about a half I like it. That baby of mine wouldn't let me in. So move it on over. You guys know George? I do. Mikey? A little bit. A little bit? Um, if you like this song, this sound, I should say, you like every one of his songs. Right. It yeah. is classic bluesy, hard rock, like just gritty bluesy stuff. You got that blues turnaround, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, for um, sure. It's like perfect bar music. Right? Yes. Like grungy bar music, yeah. like dirty bar, biker exactly. bar kind exactly. of music. Yeah. And this song, is this a Hank Williams senior song? You know what's funny? I only know it from George. So if it if it's a remake, I don't know. I, I think all his songs for they, the most part are they remakes. They might be. Yeah. yeah. He, and he's he has one lane, but he's amazing in that oh, lane. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So this is moving on over. George Thurgood. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Mikey? All right, you're up. All right. So I have four running playlists that I have on my watch, essentially. And they each have about 50 to 100 songs. I pick a playlist and set it to random and go. Wow. This is when when you are running, like, because like, you train for marathons. Yep. Okay. So it's most of my listening because it's going to be an hour or two at a time, right? Do you edit them frequently where... Yes. Okay. Okay. And that's part of my point. I only pick songs I really like. All right. But at some point, I still get tired of the list and hearing yeah, the sure. same songs over again. However, this one does not get old for me. Ooh. Kevin and I heard this a lot growing up in our house. It hit number 44 on the Billboard chart just over 40 years ago in 1982. Okay. This is A Night to Remember by Shalimar. <laughs> <laughs> Great tune. This is a good song. Yes. Always a great song. Can't get can't get tired of it. No, it's a great one. Yeah. Jody Watley. This um should have made the post disco funk uh, podcast for me. Oh yeah. This is really good. It's right in that zone. What? Uh, why was it uh, like played so frequently in the house? Was this your parents kind of... Uh, our dad was a Shalimar fan. Big time. Great tune. Yeah, like Shalimar, um, DeBarge. Yeah. Um, Atlantic Star. I oh, mean, yeah. It was into all that. That's great. Rufus. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now my love to you, baby. 
Let's just let me just hear the hook, yeah. Great tune, great tune, Mikey. Plus, All right. plus, our mom and dad they used to go to like the disco every Saturday night. Remember, yeah. that's why we always had a babysitter. Yeah, and I'm sure they jammed to that song. Oh, we danced, sure. <laughs> cut a rug many, many times to uh, night to remember. All right, Kev, you're up, gentlemen. For this evening, this is my jam. Ooh, Kevin always surprises, doesn't he? He does. Do something interesting. I've just found joy. Oh. Do you know the song? I'm of as course. happy as a baby boy. It's, it's the king. Nat King Cole. Yeah. Is this the trio? This is the Nat King Cole trio. Yes. And do you know the title of the song? When I met my sweet Lorraine. Lorraine yes, I do. Lorraine. Yeah. Sweet it's Lorraine. It's right there, yeah. So, once again. Are you picking? Well, yeah, why are we picking this? I'm using a This Is My Jam to issue a correction on something that I misspoke <laughs> about on a previous podcast. <laughs> why? Wait, why is this segment turned into the, like, I apologize and need to correct myself? I, you know, because, well, if not, somebody write in about it. Um, right. But in this, in this case, it was my mother. Oh, okay. Whose name is Lorraine, who sent a message to correct me. So if your loyal listeners remember from the Shake Your Moneymaker album podcast, yes, I had a story... Um, about a very brief relationship I had with a young lady named Erica when I was a sophomore in high school and how my friend JD drove us for our first and only yes, date. Yes, I remember that. And then she broke up with you very quickly after the, that. The first Monday, okay, yeah, right. yeah, right after that that, uh, that very brief weekend. Um, well, I was wrong about JD driving me because my mother texted me after listening. <laughs> she's a, a big devotee of, of, this, uh, oh, of no. this podcast and said, hey, I was the one that drove you on your one, on your drove you on your one and only date with Erica. LOL. Crazy things that I remember from way back then when I couldn't remember where I parked my car at Giant Eagle yesterday, That's which great. is the local grocery store up in Pittsburgh where they live. Um, so, Mom, as I know you will listen to this, sorry I attributed the wrong driver. Um, I'm guessing because I may have been a little mortified that my mom was driving me on you know one of my first dates, if not my first date ever. I forgot a lot of things. No problem that, that, that you forgot you know where your car was at the at the grocery store. I get it, um, but. Also, before your listeners write in asking if I have like an Oedipal complex or something like that, I understand that the song is about a guy wanting to marry his sweet Lorraine, but there's not a whole lot of tunes with the name Lorraine <laughs> that's, that's in it, true. so I, I didn't I have a whole lot to pick from. I couldn't name another one. Right. Yeah. Um, there's and, one, one food and one song. So the... the <laughs> right? Good old quiche Lorraine. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so the pickings were slim, and as I've mentioned many times in the past, I don't pay much attention to lyrics. I'm all about you know the song, you know the sound of the song. Right. I love the sound. I mean, Nat King Cole was one of the greatest, right? Yeah. But you know what? I did find one other one. Can I play it real fast? Yeah. It's sure. also called Sweet Lorraine. Not the same. All right. How about that Moog synthesizer? Pretty sweet, huh? So this is also called Sweet Lorraine. Who is this by? This is by Uriah Heep. From 1972. Don't know that name. Nope. Like a psychedelic band. Ooh. All right, let me let me fast forward for you to the to the chorus, and you'll see it's not the same lyrics. Wow. So all right. So uh, there is a second song. There is a second song. Cool song. Not nearly as cool or as. Pleasant sounding to me as the Nat King Cole version, which was it, it's that's a standard, so it's yeah. been done by many people. Right. Well done. All right, those are our jams, and I'm liking that you use that as an opportunity to say not only hello to your mother, but also apologize for not getting it correctly. Yeah, there you go. And allow me to also say hello, Lorraine, as well. 
Your mother's a sweet lady. Hi, mom. <laughs> yeah, it's really smart. All right, let's get to it. So tonight's episode is, I don't even know what to title it. What do you want to title it? So I would call it Hard Rockers That Went Soft in the 1980s. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, I'm trying to, I'm actually, now that you said that, hard, that went soft in the 80s. So they, they, they all were, they of were my hard. criteria hit. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm okay. One of them, I think, went soft a little bit 80s into the 90s, though. That's as well, okay, for too. Me. Okay, yeah. all right. I mean, the, yeah. these are bands that in the 60s and 70s were good hard rock or, or, or solid rock bands that just. What made you think of this? What made you think of hard rock, hard rockers that got kind of soft, that went soft? So you want to know the genesis behind it? I do. I do. All right. I'm a big fan of a guy named Adam, uh, Adam Reeder. Do you know him? He goes by the Professor of Rock. I don't know. Do I? He's a he's like a no, big music think. interviewer. Um, he's turned it into a YouTube uh, channel. Okay. And so I watch his show with with regularity. He wears like a little fedora. He's got like Coke bottle glasses. Um, so he, he I don't he, know. I don't think so. He looks a little nerdy, but he is like a really cool dude and so well versed in music. Okay. I mean, he'd be perfect for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. he, he can he can definitely tell you everything you need to know about music. Um, but I definitely recommend you guys you know, check it out. Your listeners should check him out. Again, Professor Rock. So anyway, I put it on one night, I think right after we got home, maybe the last uh, podcast that we recorded a couple months ago. And uh, so my mind is, you know, after I, I, we record one of these, my mind's still like really in tune to music, right, still. So I'm watching the show. And this particular one uh, was about a very popular 70s rock band. Who was they were down on their luck in the early eighties. Okay. And then one song helped propel them back to superstardom. And as I watched it, I thought, man, this band was such a big rocking group. But then this song that brought them back was so wimpy. Oh. Um, it was just not what they, you know, their mid to late 80s stuff was just not nearly as good as the stuff they did back in the 70s. Okay. So I started thinking about the 80s period and realized like there's more than a few 60s and 70s yeah. bands yeah. that really toned down their act in yeah. the 80s. So, but the interesting thing is, you know, unlike a lot of the topics that we've done, like Yacht Rock, yeah. One Hit Wonders, New right. Wave, um, there's very little commentary written about this. So we're kind of, yeah, right. Yeah, That's I think a- we're kind of forging new ground here. And maybe we're, I'm totally off base. I'm going to explain some theories as to why I think some of these hard rock bands went, you know, with a much softer sound yeah. in the 80s. If, if I may, so yeah. when you had brought this up, I thought, wow, that's brilliant. And I, there was one band, and I even mentioned that band to you, to you both. Right. Um, to me, this, because I had done a podcast previously on one of their albums, and I said okay. they went very soft. But then I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then as I continued to think of other bands that fit that same criteria, I found it to be difficult. And I'll tell you why I found it to be difficult, okay. because... This that band went soft for a very specific reason, and I don't think any of the other two bands that I came up with tonight, because you had asked us each to pick two or three bands, yeah, right? yeah. each one of the reasons that they went soft is different. Right. So it, I, it wasn't the same catalyst. It wasn't the same driver that they got soft from, which made it kind of fun, but it was actually very different. And then it, it, it made my mind kind of wander as to why. Like, what what was the reason that that happened? Was it just the time? Was it just the group? Was there a personnel change? What, mm-hmm. what was it that made them kind of change their sound? Well, and that's what, so I hope as you guys go through yours, because like you said, we're each going to play, you know, three songs or right. two songs from uh, from a band in the 70s and then, or 60s, 70s, and then their song in the 80s or 90s. Um, I'd love to hear what your theories are, because I, I have a different theory for each one of mine. Do you? Okay, I good. There's, good. Cross, there, right. there's a little bit of crossover in the theories, though. I think each one of the bands, you know, picks up a little bit on, on what my theories are, but um, it was definitely a, a phenomenon. Okay. So, yeah. 
All right, with that, you want me to start then? If you'd like to. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right. So let me, uh, I'm going to play for you wait, first. Wait, 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 before yeah. you do, <laughs> I always do this. Wait, 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 before. Okay. I, I'm also very concerned that we have picked one or two of the same bands. Yeah, very possible. Possible. Yeah. Because we don't know what, what no. each affects. Yep. So um, the one that I mentioned, okay. you guys know who that is, correct? I think I'm so. I'm not going to so tell too. the listeners at this point who yeah. it is, but again, you, you did not pick that band, correct? No. Okay, so Pretty that's the sure. only one. Other than that, the other two that I have, I'm still very concerned that you may have chosen that one. Same here, because okay. there, there, <laughs> there, there's definitely some really strong candidates right, for Yes, this. And, and I feel like we also like some of the same music. Yeah, sure. Okay, so you're going to go first. I'm going to go first. So, the, is there a reason you're picking this band to go first with? The reason I'm picking this band is because the song... Um, from the 80s is what the professor of rock did okay, for got his it. topic. Got it. Smart. That got me thinking about this whole thing. Clever. Okay. So, nice. All right. Kevin. But what I'm gonna what I'll play first is their one of their awesome rocking songs from okay. the 70s. All right. Here we go. Ooh. Yeah. Great tune. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Now. Wow. Yep. Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah, they, yeah. So you guys know this, right? Yes, yes, I do know this. Go ahead. Guitar riff is absolutely iconic, isn't it? Guitar oh, yes. Yeah. So if you love classic rock of the 70s, this is Barracuda by the band Heart. Yes, let's let Andy see What a voice. Great books, oh, right? Amazing. She's just, yeah, absolutely. What year was this? This was 77, I think. 77? Yeah. And you're going to now explain how things got softer from here. Yeah. So. <laughs> First, okay. I'm going to say, I yeah. think every band that we pick tonight probably deserves their own podcast if they are, haven't already had their own podcast. I was going to so, say the exact same I, thing, yes. I'm not going to yeah. delve too deeply. I, I will a little bit more with this first one. So, so again, this is Heart. Um, so I will get a little bit more into them, but not enough that, I, again, I think oh, somebody could do a really good, good. podcast yeah, on them. Yeah, agreed. But what I will say um, is that you know Heart was famously fronted by a pair of, of sisters. Yep. Um, that was Anne and Nancy Wilson. So Anne was the lead singer, Nancy Wilson. Was uh, was one of the guitarists, amazing guitarist, by the way. It, great guitarist, right? Yeah. yeah. And so in the seventies, their first four albums went platinum, and they had a the slew. First four their went first platinum. Four, all four went platinum. Uh, I would not um, have guessed that. And they had a slew of bangers. I mean, like this one. Um, in fact, one of the, my first CDs that my folks ever bought was Heart's Greatest Hits, which I think that was released in nineteen eighty. So they bought the CD probably in eighty five or eighty six. Is that with the two of them are on the cover and there's a heart in the background? It says heart on it. No, that's Dreamboat Annie. That's, that's Dreamboat Annie. Oh, okay. that, 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 that's right. an actual album. That's so an th album. This was the greatest hits. All five of them were on the cover. All okay. five of the heart oh, okay. folks. Okay. Um, and you know, if you could wear a CD out, you know, somehow rub out, rub <laughs> off those zeros and ones. I mean, I would have done it with this one. I played it all the time. Um, in the mid '80s to early '90s, it may have been in the car when uh, when I went to college, and you guys, yeah, I, think, maybe, I think it was, you guys were driving around been, in it. So, been, yeah. um, definitely one of the biggest rock bands on the planet, and uh, one of the first to be female led too, right? I mean, it's one of the big, you know, yeah, very popular sure. at least female led, yeah. uh, rock bands. But as the professor of rock recounted in his video, they had three albums in a row in the early '80s, and they all flopped. 
So ah. they went from like platinum, 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 platinum yep. four, and, and then and then I think they went like gold, gold, and then nothing. just kind of fell off. Yep, just fell off the you know the face of the earth. In fact, their record label Epic dropped them by 1984. Oh wow! So Columbia picked them up, um, but there was one condition: they had to let other people write the songs for them or do some covers. So I think one thing that contributed to the 70s rockers going soft was the record companies like this, the corporate, you know record companies wanting to go back to the days of the 50s and 60s when songwriting teams like Jerry, Jerry Goffin and Carol King yeah. you know, were writing tunes just so they could get airplay. So, you know what this means, One Jason? of my picks What's, has that same condition. The same condition? Yes. Wow. Do you know what this means, though, Jason? What? Elvis would have really <laughs> flourished in the 80s. <laughs> he never had this problem in any of the decades that he served. Because he, he, had, he, he always had people writing songs for him. Exactly so, right. He knew how to do it. All right, so here's the song, though, that put them back on the map. You ready? Yes. You know what? I know the song. I didn't know this was Heart. Yeah. I mean, well, contrast to the song we just listened to. Golly. Maybe I did. Did you know? Still a good tune. No, it is a good tune. It's not the same band. No, I know. I think they're all good tunes that we're going to play. Yeah. So you guys know the song? Yeah, of course. You know the name? Give me a second. You know what? What I about don't. love? You're, it's from the same album, but no. Like, listen to that synth. It's so... Thick. What year? 1985. 85, okay. These dreams? These dreams. Yeah, okay, yeah. This is not the same band. It's, right? Wow. So, you know, we talked about synths in the New Wave podcast and how that became a big part of New right. Wave music. But this is it, this is corporate synth, right? This Listen is to just, that like airy, stringy, just in the background. By the way, buzzing. You, have you heard a guitar yet at all? No. No. What, what did the other sister do? Hang out? I'll tell you in a second. I mean, do you hear a guitar you know what, either? No, right? I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, if I, would I have said heart? I would have And I know the song Yeah Maybe not I mean, Listen to those Backing vocals too. It's, it's just It's, it's sappy it's, it, it's so different yes. Than what they did In the 70s and I'll tell you what the, the hair In these videos Like everybody has That big hair you know, yep. it, It's classic 1985 the funny thing, so I asked you about guitar. I think there's a bass playing. Okay. But if you watch the video, Nancy Wilson has a guitar in her hand, jamming almost every single time they show her, except when she's like dipping her hands in like the silvery little pool. <laughs> By the way, Nancy is on lead on this one, lead vocals. No way. Yeah, I think it was the first time That's she was why around. I wouldn't guess it, because you don't hear it. Okay. It's, it's so, not the quintessential voice. Right. Okay. All right. All right. That makes sense to me. At least that makes me feel but better. It's just funny to see No, her. there's no guitar. It's fake. There, and, there's no guitar in there. Well, and then they have they have two other guys that have guitars in their hands playing guitar. No. And one of the guys is like, he's doing that solo like where he just plays it on the neck, you know? <laughs> yeah. it's like, wait, where was that? that? That's not in this song. So they're trying to make this cool yeah. rock band. Wow. You know? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're still rocking. They're not. This is all wow. synth, man. So, it's funny though. So you play those two songs back to back. It's two totally different bands. I'm not just saying it to make your point. I really didn't know that was Heart. Yep. God. Yep. Um, so again, Nancy sang the lead vocals, which is very rare. Um, and apparently, she had a cold when she recorded it, and so it gave her a little more of a raspy tone as she huh. was singing. 
And they tried to re-record it a few, like a few weeks later, but they liked the vocals when she was sick better. They oh, liked yeah. that rasp. Yeah. And so they kept it. And, uh, you know, hey, that could be like one of your musical mistakes, Jason. Yeah, that's right? true. That's a good point. I just listened to that oh, podcast like that. the good. other day. Yeah. So, again, we talked about the, the record labels asking Hart to play tunes that weren't theirs. And the guy that wrote the song was named Martin Page, who would write a few other banal kind of rock songs in this period. Right. Um, do you happen to know who the lyricist was on this? No. Famous, famous lyricist that wrote, wrote this with Martin. One of the most famous, I would say, that's not from the American songbook period. From the 80s? Like, he was more popular in the 60s and 70s writing lyrics. Oh, no. That's too hard of a question. All right. Let me give you a hint. Yeah, maybe. He was part of a songwriting duo that the, one, that the guy was the singer. The guy that wrote the music was the singer. And he was the lyricist. He never, he was, he, he's not a musician. All he did was write the lyrics. Oh. Uh. The lead singer wears glasses. Oh, famously. Roy Orbison's dude? No. No, God, no. That, that'd be good, though. The guy that was, I forgot his name. Uh. And, no. and very flamboyant costumes. Oh, uh, Topin. Bernie Topin. Bernie Topin. Yeah. Yeah. So Bernie Topin wrote the lyrics. No that. way. Well, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So he and he wow. and Paige actually they originally wanted Stevie Nicks to take the song. You know what? I hear her in that. Right? Yeah. They, they thought she'd be bit. perfect for yeah. it. Yeah. But she turned it down, and thus Columbia wanted Hart to take it as part of this new direction. Again, they did a self-titled album called Hart. That's where they put this on. So one last thing. This hit number one on the wow. Billboard Hot 100 on March 26, nineteen eighty six. Listen, as it should, it's a good song. It's a good catchy I, song. It's a, right? it's a great eighties song ballad. G- any any guesses as to how many other times they hit number one? Oh no, um, it's a trick question. You're going to say zero, huh? It's zero. Golly, crazy on you or crazy freak? Crazy on you? Crazy, crazy on you? Yeah. Great song? Nope. No. Barracuda, no. Wow. Straight on? No. All those great hits from the '70s never never made it to number one. This tune was their first to make it, um, and they had two two songs in the top ten that were previously released on this album, self titled album. One was never. And then the other was "What About Love," which Mike mentioned what earlier. About so, oh, wow. so even though I don't like the turn that this record ter- took uh, artistically for Heart, I mean, clearly it ben- benefited them from the change. Sure, right? they got right. back on the map, and um, they probably eat out at fine restaurants still yeah. to this day. Yeah, from the success of this oh, yeah. album, Heart, and then yeah. there's subsequent. I think if you're in a dentist's office and that doesn't play, something's wrong. There you go. Right? Or, or Publix, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Which is our grocery store. <laughs> All right, can I go next? Sure. All right, so this is the band that I told you guys that immediately came to mind when you um, had brought up this topic. And by the way, Kev, I would not have thought of Heart. That is so good. And mainly because I didn't know that that was her. But great pick. That is an absolutely great pick. Big change. The the band that I'm going to do is Chicago. Oh, God, yeah. That's, That's a good call. So we did a Chicago podcast when we did the essential album called Chicago Transit Authority, which was their first album that came out. The band formed in 1968. Yep. Did you think they were that old? Because mm-hmm. CTA, from CTA, yeah. Right? Okay. All right. I don't want to say too much about Chicago as a band because I think they deserve their own podcast. So One, I'm not going to get one hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to say that even they self-describe themselves as rock and roll band with horns. And I think it's important to accentuate the fact that they were truly the first ones to have a proper and full horn section in rock and roll. They, they, they really became 
known for that. And the jazz elements that they brought into hard rock, I think, started that whole movement. So they are they are known for that. Were they before they were before Blood, Sweat, and Tears? Then because they had a they were song. Yeah, they were okay. they yeah. were yeah. Um, so I'm gonna play a few of their songs that I think are absolutely rocking. And then I'm going to play what I uh, and describe what happened when they made the changeover into going soft. So let me give you a couple, if I may, first that are truly what I think is rock and roll. This is off the first album, Chicago Transit Authority. This is the last track. This is I'm a Man. Great, great tune, great tune. Originally a Spencer Davis group. Oh, yeah. tune but i think oh, what yeah. they do to it is great now, i'm just gonna go quickly with these because we could spend so much time this is a six minute song so i'm just gonna get to it great guitar yeah and that guitar is by terry kath this big norwegian dude with huge hands that makes a guitar look small and that's him right here by the way on lead vocal Listen to the organ. Second song I'm going to play is 25 or 624. Everybody knows this song. It is Chicago's biggest song, and it is pure rock and roll. With horns. With horns. And great horns. So good. Let me talk a little bit about um, just three guys. One is Peter Cetera. He plays bass for Chicago. Terry Kath, who I mentioned, is on guitar. And Robert Lamb on the keyboards. And then, of course, the horn section. These three guys are the main, main dudes of Chicago. Singing right now is Peter Cetera. Cetera. Rock and roll. You give me that? Yeah, and you oh, know, yeah. it's funny listening Kath to Kath versus Cetera. Right. Um, the vocals are definitely a little different, but they both rock. Yeah, sure. definitely, definitely. Listen. All right, last one I'm going to play is this, Feeling Stronger Every Day. Not as hard rock. I'm not going to say they're a hard rock band. No. Okay? But it's still rock but and roll. Rock. Yeah, okay? for sure. While this plays, I'm going to tell you what I think is the crossover, what happened to Chicago. So, January 23rd of 1978, Terry Kath was loading a gun that he had bought and didn't realize he loaded it and thought he unloaded it and accidentally shot himself and died. And so, Terry Kath, who at the time was considered by many even Jimi Hendrix to be the best guitar player at that time wow that was Jimi Hendrix's favorite guitar player wow. was wow. Terry Kath this Amazing. guy was a rocker okay the band didn't know if they were going to continue and in fact they said we're just going to we're going to call it quits but they were convinced to keep going and after having 30 uh, auditions for Kath they settled on this guy named Donnie Dacus, who I don't know and I don't expect you to know. Okay. But, so then in 1981, the band had new management and they bring in a new producer and they go on a new label, Warner Brothers, 
And this new producer is none other than David Foster, who, of course, is this Canadian producer and musician who's won like 16 Grammys, 47 nominations, just an absolute monster in the field. And so they quote, quote, update and streamline the sound using new technologies like synthesizers and things like that. And they bring in some studio musicians. In fact, the core members of Toto come in to help Chicago. And now this is what the new sound sounds like. It's really different. Okay. I'm a big, we're talking a vastly different sound with a much softer sound. Now listen, I am all for power ballads and rock slow songs, but this is a different kind of sound. This is not rock and roll. Completely different than the stuff I knew. Or, right? I mean, this is, right? Right. songs good elevator music not rock and roll not where the powerful horns and rock sound of the late 70s or mid 70s of chicago really was or how about this there's those synthesizers this is will you still love me All right, last one, and then I'll go back. I mean, soft piano tones and keyboard sounds of, of, of the 80s, and it's great, but it's just not the same. It's really different. I'm really happy for you. Found someone else, I guess I won't. This is called Look Away. Let me just get to the hook here. It reminds me of like 1980s soundtracks to a movie when the the very end, the girl and the guy come back together. They find each other. It's just not the old Chicago. So that's that's my uh, submission for rockers that were soft or rockers that were hard and then got really soft. I got to go Chicago. So that's my submission. Uh, Mikey, why don't you give us your first pick for you? My first pick, I'm going a little backwards here. Okay. Because I only knew this band from their 80s soft stuff. Oh, And I just just happened to, after we talked about this concept, I happened to stumble across, they had nine plus albums before the stuff I knew. Oh, get out of here. That's kind of cool. The band formed in 1967. Uh... Like I said, they had all these albums in the 70s, one almost every year. I didn't know any of it. Wow. Um, okay. But I'm familiar with their 80s stuff. So <laughs> um, I went back. I listened to some of these albums. 
and it's just good rock and roll. I don't, I wouldn't call it super heavy, but it's certainly rock and roll. Certainly and, different than the stuff and you knew. It is completely different than the stuff I knew. Okay. So I'm just going to play you the first song. Uh, it's off their second album from 1970, I believe. And I want to see if you know who the band is. Okay. I like this game. I don't know if I know. Thinking. I've never heard this. No, no. I'm glad I'm not alone. Wow. It's that is rock and roll though, for sure. It is rock and roll. What are the chances that we don't know the '80s group? You will know the you '80s definitely, group. You sure. definitely. I would definitely know the '80s group. Are you okay. going to play another '70s or is can, that? Yeah. It? Can you give us I, another one? I can. Hold on. Play one more. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Here's another song from the same band off their first album in 1971. 71. Yes. You know what? I don't know it. Do you have a guess? Can I take a guess? Yeah. Ario Speedwagon. It is no Ario Speedwagon. Way. I, it, it was the vocals in that in that first song that I that finally clicked. Holy the smokes! No, I would have never got that. Wow! But I've never heard this song. No, I never heard the first song. And I agree with you. I don't think I've heard anything in their seventies. Wow, Mikey! Great right? one. Pretty wild. Would have never said that. So they started off as a hard hard band. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll. That's really good. I actually like this. That is nothing like they sound. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Wow. So let me get to where I know them. From, okay. Right? Where yeah. I think no, most, I think most I, of us I, know I, them. I, I'm with you on this for sure. Yeah. You got me too. So I'm going to start. Oh, let's just go. I don't know the exact reason they changed, but their commercial success was definitely in the 80s. For sure. They're number one. They have two number ones. Both came from the 80s. Okay. And again, I'm guessing it was driven by the music company. Um, to change the sound and reach a broader audience, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe they just didn't hit it as a rock and roll. But wow, is it different? Wow, it's way different. Wow. So this is the one. This is their number one from their 1984 album. Um, and sorry, you said 1971. That last track was played from. Yes. So this That's is 13 years gap. later. Wow. This is the album. Wheels are turning. Yeah. With the song Can't Fight This Feeling. Oh, <laughs> oh God, my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, man. Just again, that synth. That electric piano. It makes piano. Kev so happy. Yeah, but it's also so sappy. It's like, you know, these guys it's be extra, such a change because of that, right? It's extra happy. I mean, extra sappy, sorry. And I, I mean, you, the video too, right? right. I mean, again, MTV is always, MTV always right. talking. Probably yeah. had an yes. impact. MTV as had well. a huge impact on this stuff. Again, not the same band. Not no. the same band. Oh. But still a good song. 
no, it is no, a good song. No, no, no. Yeah. Great song. Great song. All right, I'm going to play one more. Okay. Their other number one. Wait, can we, can we just you get to the... the, the I, I, right. Well, I've come this far and I need it now. Because <laughs> I feel so secure when we're together. I forgot, is there a middle eight or does it go right into the chorus right here? Oh, there's a little yep. Yeah, middle eight. <laughs> Not a guitar to be heard. <laughs> no, no. Compared to the 70s, I think it's her. Is this when the drums come in too? Yeah, oh, guitar. Yeah. 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 So good. All right, go ahead. What's, what's the other one? All right. I'm glad we waited for so that. So this one's from 1980, actually. This was their first number one. Okay. Yeah. Classic. So good. I play this song frequently on the yeah. piano. Oh, yeah. The kids get mad at me because it's so cheesy. Yeah. So good. Not the same band. Not no. the same band. Different. And you picked it up from his voice? On that, on that first song wow. that I played, yeah. It was pretty good. I will say this to you. Okay, I have seen them live. Wow. And they didn't play any of that hard stuff. Yeah, I bet. It was all I bet. this kind of they stuff. They had like 13 top 40s in the 80s. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I'm sure none in the 70s, right? Right. Yeah. So there you go. Nobody's paying $200 today <laughs> to hear them play the stuff in the 70s that they've never heard. So no, That's so true. It. That is so true. All right. So well done, Mario Speedway. Uh, yeah, you went backwards on that. I did. So I knew Chicago first from the old stuff, yep. and then got into the '80s. I'm guessing Heart. The same thing happened to you, Kev. You knew the early stuff first. I, I don't no. know because I mean I, I I mean I knew that album from 1985, or at least the songs from that album pretty well because I was nine years yeah, old. Okay, I guess so. You true. heard it on, on you know on the radio all the time. But now I'm, I'm sure mom and dad they played a lot of yeah they did heart, oh, the rock and heart too. So yeah, probably not. I'm um, concerned. Yeah. That you're going to go next and pick the band that, that I'm going to go Why don't with. you go then? No, because I, 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 I have a backup just in case. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm, con- I, I mean, I, I would be surprised if you didn't. Okay. That's how, sh- like, like sure I am. Okay. Right, you, you sure you don't mind me taking no, it? Not at all. Wow. That's really kind of you. All right. Then I am going to say that without a doubt, in my opinion, in my opinion, the band for me, that went biggest from starting out as hard rock and then went soft. All right, wait, wait, before you say it, <laughs> All right, go ahead. Play, play their, can you play their song first? Play their rocking song first? Before Absolutely. You say it is? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. And let's see if you got it. If you and I have the same. No. No? <laughs> Without question, the Doobie Brothers. Okay. And the reason I said it is because of Michael McDonald. Yeah. Okay. All right. Love it. So. The, the period for the Dewey Brothers from 1970, they are a band that formed in 1970, by the way, in San Jose, California, to 1976-ish. I'm going to call their early hard rock period, and they sounded like this. Well, would you be now? Love this. And um, yeah, absolutely amazing. And it was because, in my opinion, as much as we have talked about this man on this podcast so many times, but it is because of Michael McDonald 
joining the band in 1976 into 1977 that the band then changed into the new Doobie Brothers, which went so so soft. Now I love the man and I love where they went and I love all of the music and I need to say that up front before I get like, you know, one was better than the other, but they are two totally separate bands. I will agree. You're, you're cutting me a little deep though with this one because I love the Michael McDonald. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying that they screwed up, but I am saying it's definitely different. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm not going to go into uh, too much about the band members. I'm not going to talk too much about you know the history because the Doobie Brothers at some point absolutely have to be done as a proper podcast, but I am going to say a couple of things. Number one, um, the main guys are Tom Johnson, who was uh, guitar and vocals, Patrick Simmons, who was also guitar and vocals, and then John Hatman, who was the drummer. Um, they were the original three members. And Tom Johnson said... I was talking to his friend Keith Rosen, who was a guy that they lived next door to, and they were looking for a name for the band. And the guy, the guy Keith, who was their neighbor, said, why don't you call yourself the Doobie Brothers because you guys are always smoking pot and looking for pot. There Just, you go. <laughs> and that's literally where it came from. So they were a band that played predominantly in Northern California, and they played a bunch of biker bars. And that was how they got their look with the leather jackets oh, yeah. and the jeans, long hair, long, long mustache. hair, mustaches. Yeah. Yep. And that was how they like kind of scripted their sound. Like they wanted to play to these biker dudes. And that's why they sounded like this. Which I absolutely love. I love it. Okay. This is Jesus is just all right with me. And listen to the three-part harmonies, which they're great at. But that is hard rock. Oh yeah. What's more hard rock than singing about Jesus? Right? And he's just all right, which he's is a, right a little, little cool expression. Jesus is just all right with me. Jesus is just one more. Or, every, organ is great on that too. Oh, great tune. Everybody knows this one. Quite as hard, but still rock and roll, right? Will you give me that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's guitars in it. Yeah. Now, the lead singer here, just listen, is Tom Johnson. And in 1975, he had some heart complications. And also some stomach, uh, comp- like stomach ulcers, okay. and was in and out of the hospital. And the band really just couldn't perform, but they owed their record company another record. So they said, Listen, we're going to bring in some new guys and see if you can work with them so that you can get this album made. And the guy that they brought in was Michael McDonald. There we go. And that's how it happened. Awesome. So. They come out in 1975, right before McDonald actually joins. He comes to the band, but before he actually starts uh, like singing on anything or doing much, they come out with this song. And this is, I think, the transition song into this new band. This is Blackwater. Yep. 
just still got good guitar in here. Great, yeah, a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's a little more like bluegrassy. Yep, right. right? Yeah, that's a great not, way to say it. Yes. Not schmaltzy synth. Right. The chimes, though. Right. Get that. So in 1976, it was McDonald that wrote now most of the songs for the Dewey Brothers and sang a lot of the songs for the Dewey Brothers. And they come yep. out with an album called Taking It to the Streets. And they come out with this song. Now, listen. listen. Okay. Well, <laughs> listen, I see your face. <laughs> I know how much you love this song. And you're deserving so because it's a beautiful song. But it's not the same Doobie Brothers, is it? No. You don't listen. Let's play it. Let's play it. Uh, first of all, the greatest voice oh, in phenomenal. rock history. I, was I got no problem with this song. I love this song. But it's not the Doobie Brothers. I agree, but contrast that to the heart song we played, to the Ario Speedwagon, and the Chicago <laughs> stuff you played in the 80s. This is still rocking compared to oh, Is it? Yes. I don't know. All right. Every, again, every time I hear I want to sing in my I, I know you voice. do. I know I you stop. do. All right. Okay. Okay. I have to do this. Because we've played this song on more podcasts than probably any other song. Yep. It is featured on more... But this is not the same hard rock stuff. It's not. It's not, is it? And this is obviously the biggest what, yacht rock song. Right. What a history. fool believes, right? The number one yacht rock song. Great song. Great song. But listen to him. Is that the Dewey Brothers? Is that, it, it, it's a different iteration, that's for sure. For Kevin, I think it is. Okay. I mean, for me, this is the Dewey Brothers. Really? I, I oh, like, okay. I, mean, I love the old stuff too, but being a yacht rock. I, I, if I may, if I may. Really? This song's bad. No, it's not. I love this song. You do? Oh, I love this song. The chorus on this song is fantastic. But is that... Wait, you walk that's into a biker bar in Northern California. This synth is bad. And you're going to play this. It's not going to play. It's not going to fly. All right, I'm with you here. I'm this, is it keep, this, is, <laughs> this is It Keeps You Running. like the song by the way but it's not the Dewey Brothers these are Michael McDonald songs to me this is this is on Michael it, McDonald's greatest hits I, I will say and, and yeah it is on his it greatest is, hits right, right? Yeah, but it, it's not a Doobie Brothers it, song. it is hard to tell the Michael McDonald solo stuff from what he did with the Doobie so I'll, I'll one, give you that yeah. one more Michael McDonald one that I love oh, this song is Awesome. No, it's awesome. It's not the Doobie Brothers, though. The, it's Michael it, McDonald's. But this is an organ, though. This no, is, I this know. That they don't play organ. They play three right, guitars. Right. They, have, they have two lead guitars and a rhythm guitar. All right. That was the Doobie Brothers. Uh, just the pace of the song. The swing. Mikey, am I right on that? Totally. But it is good, though. All right, so that's, that's the Doobie Brothers, and... I'm going to, like I did last time, I'm going to go back and play one uh, old song, just to contrast the new ones. And the one that I want to do is this. This is the Dewey Brothers. The old rock and roll Dewey Brothers. That guitar riff is... Right? Absolutely. Fantastic. Now, if, if I may, just listen to the old singing as opposed to Michael McDonald singing and I think that that to me is the distinction between the two bands even though it's the same band big part I'm really shocked you didn't pick the Dewey Brothers 
Probably, I, really, I thought for sure. Probably you because I would I wouldn't even consider them because <laughs> no. I love that Michael McDonald period so much. But so it's considered not rock to be good rock. Roll, though. It's not rock and roll. Is it? It's yacht rock. It is yacht rock. All right. Nice. Right. So that's it, that's my second it's inch. It's really different. It is different. It's really different, yeah. right? Okay. All right. My I got I got my keys back. All right. All right, Kev. I stole it from you. You're up next. This is the end of Rockers Who Got Soft, part one. Please continue on part two. 